Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes. It's a Scottish baseball podcast. I am John McKellar of the Glasgow Comets. And I'm Jason Durr, former league president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Jason, it's good to see you again. Um, we had a very busy uh, weekend of baseball, uh, quite a lot of good games. Um, well, we only had two good games. There was one game, unfortunately, that ended in forfeit due to a lack of players. Um, that's uh, something that largely seems to have been behind us for the last few years with the restructuring of the league. Unfortunately, uh, Aberdeen um, really struggled in their first game of the season and were unable to field their team this past Sunday. Um, how do you think that potentially could affect the, the season as a whole uh, now that that's happened? I think it's a shame it's happened. I think uh, from what I understand, it should be only a one-time thing there. Um, what I'm hoping is we kind of go to the old league format where you did, where if you're short a few guys, you borrow a few. It's more important to get the game in than actually just canceling the games there because it's a tight schedule. There's not a whole lot of rain dates to fill in there. And, and you know, being the second week of the season, you've already had a forfeit. It's not a good look. So yeah. um, I'm hoping that this wouldn't be a problem. And there's guys that can fill in the gaps so the, the minimum the game gets played. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I know that us uh, guys in the comments, we went over to Edinburgh. We had the pleated squad. Um, we fielded essentially mostly an A uh, division squad for both games because uh, there were just all sorts of there was just all kinds of madness that happened that affected our ability to field a, a team, including Santino, who on the day broke down on the way to the field in his car. So it was one of those days. Um, uh, I also broke my baseball bat, which I had just bought earlier that week um, on like the first bit of contact that I made with the ball. And it wasn't even it wasn't even in fair territory. It was a foul ball that was caught. So uh, not ideal. Um, let's uh, jump into a wee bit more detail on week two and recap uh, the second week of fixtures. However, before we do, let's uh, first off uh, announce who the guest is going to be tonight. We're going to be joined again by the two and O Tayport Breakers manager, Jason West. Uh, in just a bit, he's uh, waiting to come in, and uh, once we're done with the week two recap, we will talk to him about their electric start to this season. Uh, let's get into the scores from this past Sunday, Jason. Uh, the Baseball Scotland scores in the A Division is just the one game. The Edinburgh Knights played their first ever ball game and defeated their Comets uh, by a final score of 7-6. to six. I thought the first game was a, a good game. It was a tight game. Um, it was a well-played game considering it was single-A level. Um, I know you you popped along for a wee bit of it. How did it look from uh, from back behind the backstop? So I, I was a little bit surprised. I thought it was the San Diego Knights with all the brown and uh, yellow they were sporting that day. But yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing their uniforms. They gave me a little kind of sneak peek, told me what it's supposed to look like. Uh, obviously, I came down there and saw you, you get sawed off on the inside pitch and that bat fly into about a million pieces. Uh, so, But otherwise, it looked good. There was some solid baseball there. It was nice to see that uh, guys were throwing strikes on the mound. There wasn't too many walks. Balls were being put in play. And, and generally... A good level of baseball for the A game. I was impressed. Yeah, it was a fun game to play in. Um, Nick Roberts, I uh, want to give a shout out to him, one of my single A Comets teammates. He made his uh, first ever start as a pitcher, pitched the whole game, pitched pretty well. I mean, to give up only seven runs in your very first time pitching uh, under any circumstances is quite something, <laughs> even if it's in a single A game that's got a two hour time limit. Uh, Nick really stepped up when we were down a lot of players, and uh, I think that uh, a big shout out has to go out to him. Um, the Cannons' uh, bats are, are, you know, as we'll see in a bit, like both games, they were they were hitting the ball and they were hitting the ball high, they were hitting the ball hard. 
and they were hitting the ball far. Um, they just uh, seem like I, I'm reminded of last season ahead of the 2021 season, and Rory was talking to us and he was telling us how excited he was about the uh, the bats that he had in his lineup. Obviously, for the first few weeks of last season in particular, that didn't really click as he had hoped it would. Um, I think that this year they have managed to find that that formula and click right out of the gate. I don't know if you got that same impression. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, the guys didn't have little training in this offseason there, and the way they were swinging the bat, I was really impressed with the way they were making contact there. So I think it just carried over from last season, and it was a strong start for them. Absolutely, yeah. Um, in the Triple A game, the Cannons shelled the Comets. Uh, final score was 19-3. to um, Hits included uh, two home runs. Uh, I think it was a three-run home run and potentially... Uh, it was either a two-run and a three-run or two three-run home runs that they hit, and these weren't just uh, these weren't squeaking the back of the wall. These were these were hit, these were home run shots. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was just a, a great game to play in from a from the standpoint of like watching talent. Uh, it wasn't a good game to play in in terms of playing against the Cannons on that day because they ran into a, a good a good run of form. Um, it was always uh, as I said in Facebook, it's always a pleasure to see both Federico Gambadotti and Ren Quantrill, two former guests of all caps and bagpipes, play the game. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good game to be involved in from a neutral standpoint. I guess uh, from if someone was watching the, the Cannons uh, from afar, they would have been treated to a bit of a an offensive uh, showcase. Um, one pretty scary moment that happened in the Cannons and Comets game was uh, a collision between Roberto Carlos of the Glasgow Comets and uh, Ren Quantrill. Um, there was a play where uh, Ren kind of tried to slide into second base. I think he caught his foot on the grass because obviously at this time of year the Edinburgh grass it's it's not particularly soft. It can be quite it can be quite a hard surface at this time of year in particular. Um he sort of got caught and sort of launched with uh, his face first into Cart Robert Roberto's uh, knee and there was a big cut across the bridge of his nose. Um at first I was in right field at the time when I first saw it I thought that was a really bad collision and there could potentially be concussions involved but uh, very fortunately uh, neither was very seriously harmed um, and Ren being the, the athletic specimen that he is was up and about uh, coaching third uh, moments later um, just uh, a tough guy and a pleasure to watch play the game so I'm glad to I was glad to see that he was okay so you never said who hit the home runs uh, I think it was Rudy hit one of them uh, which I know that he would want us to say um, and uh, I've don't think I caught who hit the other. I don't know if you were made aware of it. I just know there was two home runs, and I think that was Rory's first career home run. You're kidding me. Wow. No, so we were, that... for, wow, we were there for a bit of history then as well. Quite a, quite a day at the ballpark. Uh, there were two broken Comets bats, a broken face, and uh, a broken schneid uh, as, uh, as Rory gets his first home run. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first one out of the park for him. I'm sure he's hit a couple in the park with those when he when he used to have those legs. The speed's not quite there the way it used to be, but uh, I think that's his first one. Oh, and Paul has commented and said that Miguel Del Rosio hit the other one. So Miguel so Del Rosio hit the other home run. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, Paul Convoy. Um, yeah, that was a, a fascinating game of baseball. That uh, from my standpoint, I mean, I started the game at catcher. Just to give you an idea of just how mental the uh, the lineup was for the Comets, um, I started at catcher. Albert was on the mound, however, he couldn't find his uh, his arm, so he ended up uh, switching out uh, with me, and he caught the the, the remainder of the game. 
and I moved out to right field. Um, Danny Quinn pitched quite a bit of the game and pitched really well after Danny came in. He sort of righted the ship a bit. Um, but by the end of the first inning, the cannons were up by 10. And it was a, a, a it was going to, it was always going to be a, a rough day at the, at the park when we lost Santino after losing a couple of other guys. Louis wasn't able to make it. Andy Vaughan wasn't able to make it there. And Jason Stott, the manager, um, he missed it as well. So key components missing and the Edinburgh Cannons, uh, they, took their, they took their opportunities. It happens. It's early in the season. No one's quite into the schedule yet. So, you know, these things happen. I imagine with Easter break, we might see a few less players make the games this weekend, but you never know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that, and certainly we will preview next uh, this coming Sunday's games. Uh, let's get through the remainder of this past Sunday. The Tayport Breakers defeated the Devils by a final score of 73 in Tayport. Uh, the Devils now begin the season at 0-2 after absolutely storming to the title last year. Um, is there anything that you've heard from the Edinburgh camp that could potentially explain what might have gone wrong with them the first couple of games of the season? Are they have they lost some players? Are they are they dealing with some some new arrivals or, or uh, need some time to jail? What's what's the situation there? I think they're just off to a slow start. I think that's all it is there. So uh, I, I don't expect them to keep losing losing games there. I think last year they still got to a slow start and then heated up the rest of the days. It's cold outside when when the weather warms up. So will the Devils. <laughs> I certainly would imagine that they will. Yeah. Um, so the Devils they lose uh, seventy three, the exact same scoreline by the way that they lost by uh, in opening weekend. <laughs> so uh, the seven and three, that's that's a bit of a jinx to them. Um, we will be talking a wee bit more in depth about the Tayport game with our guest Jason West in a bit. Um, the only other game that was supposed to happen this past weekend was a AAA game between the Galaxy and the Oilers at uh, at Holcross Park, which, as we've mentioned, um, was forfeited. It's a nine to nothing. Uh, victory for the Galaxy as a result. Um, so that was the scores for Baseball Scotland Week 2, uh, 2022. We don't have the standings yet. I spoke to Paul Convoy earlier today and uh, he will be putting together the standings from this coming weekend. He was waiting until uh, every team had played at least one single-A game so that it's easier to you know, set the standings up that way. Um, so from next week on, we'll, we'll get into the into the standings. I mean, the standings don't really matter until after the All Star break, anyway, isn't that right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, as so a Mariners a fan, you know that better than anybody. <laughs> I don't even turn, turn the season on until after the All Star break to see how we're doing. So we're okay. <laughs> yeah. What say we bring in our guest then? Jason West, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, as we've mentioned on the show already, we are going to talk about the Tayport Breakers and their excellent start to the 2022 season. Um, how are you doing, first off? Yeah, doing great, guys. Thanks a lot for having me back on. It's great to have you, like I say, man. Um, let's get right in about it. What do you attribute the excellent start to? I mean, obviously, last season you guys struggled. You struggled, you struggled. You finally got that first win of the regular season on the last day of the year. Um, you had a good run in the Caledonia Cup. You've managed to keep that momentum and build on it even more. Um, you know, you opened up opening day 15 nothing. It's it's a massive scoreline and in a triple A game at this point. What what is it you attribute that that success to so far? Well, I think just as you said, I mean, we, you know, we, it took us a while to, to really find a stride at the end of last year. Um, but then, you know, again, hats off to all players because, you know, at the end of the season, it was like, it wasn't, 
it didn't feel like that long of a gap this year because people were kind of right back in it, you know, working on their own games behind the scenes. You know, we had some indoor sessions and things like that. People working on, uh, you know, basic fundamentals and things. So uh, people were really uh, geared up for it. And, and of course, you know, slightly earlier start this year than in recent years, you know, because of COVID and everything. So, uh, you know, I, I think that really kind of helped us to keep a little bit of that momentum. Um, and, you know, certainly uh, being able to uh, go in and, and, and have a little bit better idea of, of where people were going to be playing. And, you know, some of those guys that had maybe only been with us a year, uh, you know, that might've been their first time ever, ever playing baseball last year. And, you know, now after, after our last seasons, you know, sort of trial by fire, as it were, uh, you know, these guys are not, you know, timid about getting up there and really giving it their all and, and, and uh, you know, giving it their best shot. So, um, you know, a lot of those kind of, early days uh, mistakes, we can we can minimize those a little bit faster than maybe we could this time last year. Um, you know, so we, we can we can cut down on the errors and, and, and the throwaways and things like that. And I think that that probably gives you your answer there. You know, we're, we're, we're it's one thing to to, you know, to get down on score or, or, or lose to a great team, you know, but when you're also, uh, you know, shooting yourself in the foot, you know, so to speak, then 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 that can be the game killer, you know, which is, was kind of our issue at the beginning of last year. But this year, you know, we seem to have found our way around those problems. And, and so, you know, the uh, all the credit for that goes to the players and coaches, you know, because they, they, they just keep on driving, keep working. Now, one player in particular who showed up toward the end of last season and has managed to make it uh, so far in the early stages of 2022 would be Shin Yen Lee. Um, he has uh, always been a really good pitcher in the time that, uh, that, I've, that I've been in the league. Uh, I've faced him a few times and he's always been kind of one of the top guys on the mound. What has he brought to the club um, and uh, do you do you expect to lean on him quite heavily as we go through 2022? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of been our, our go-to pitcher, obviously, so far this year. Uh, but we do have, you know, uh, other pitchers in, in the bullpen, as it were, you know, as, as well. Um, you know, just kind of depending on a on a per game basis. I think I think once we've seen a little bit more from other teams, and maybe we'll know, you know, uh, kind of what we need to do there. Uh, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, whether we try to mix it up a little bit on the mound. You know, because we do have some other talent there. Uh, but you know, uh, Shinya has definitely kind of continued on. Again, just like what he did for us last year. You know, is is he's he's great on the mound. Um, and he's, he's got a lot of poise up there, but you know, the big thing that he does for us too is that he allows our other players to play in the, in their preferred and primary positions, you know, um, you know, uh, as, as what most teams are always going to struggle with, you know, from a week to week perspective, anytime you've got, you know, adults, you know, who have adult lives and, and, you know, professions and families and stuff like that, you know, from week to week, you're going to have, different people missing and different slots that you got to fill and you're going to have to come up with, with a different look. And so, you know, being able to provide us with a little bit more flexibility there, uh, you know, is, it's, it's, it's a game changer. So. Now, obviously you've mentioned what he does on the field and you've mentioned the impact he has on other players in terms of positions. What does his experience also bring to the back end of it? Is he, is he been particularly involved in training or have you been relying more on your, your other kind of coaching staff as it were uh, for, for, to, to bring the, the players up to speed for the 2022 season? 
Well, that's the thing is, is, you know, we do have a lot of players with a lot of different levels of experience. And, 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 you know, like, like when we first started out again, you know, there wasn't that many of us that had a lot of experience with coaching in baseball specifically. Um, and, and so as we've kind of grown and new players have added into the team, everybody kind of brings in their own little bit, you know, um, of knowledge there, you know, so, uh, you know, for, kind of differs from from training to training. I mean, we, we may have, uh, you know, Marina might be doing some 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 infield drills for us. Ryan might be running something with the guys out in the outfield. You know, it just depends on, uh, you know, who's there on the day really and kind of, you know, what we decide that we need to work on that week, you know, uh, usually based on what we screwed up the week before. Uh, so it's just kind of a, a play it as it lies and, and uh, you know, make adjustments as you go. Because, you know, I think one of the biggest things, challenges that that all the teams are going to see this season, obviously, is that 16 games is a lot longer than 10. You know, um, you know, uh, as as chuffed as we are, you know, to start off 2-0, you know, 2-0 in a 16-game season is, a, is near a big a deal as uh, – to an, in a 10 game season. So, uh, you know, there's still a lot of baseball left to play. And so, you know, we're trying to keep everybody healthy and uh, keep trying to make adjustments week to week and, and, and find out what our, you know, what our best team looks like. So, so what's your, uh, what's your process uh, in doing that? Do you guys, uh, do you guys just do like a training every week? Um, where you can go over anything that's happened at the previous game, or do you have uh, chats with people through the week uh, leading up to training uh, about what you're going to get into? Yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, chat, you know, usually starting with, you know, who's available <laughs> and, you know, for, for, for both training and the game, you know. Um, one thing I think that's, that's that kept us strong, you know, towards the end of last year, and it's even more so this year uh, that, that, that we've got uh, – you know, some new acquisitions as well um, on both the triple and the single A side is that, you know, it's not just the guys that are there as you're starting nine. I mean, I mean, we, we've got quality players that are there chomping at the bit, you know, waiting for their shot. And, you know, those guys are not sleeping either. I mean, you know, they're out there, uh, you know, trying to make it to as many trainings as they can and doing everything that they can, you know, because they know that, you know, eventually it, it's Scottish baseball. I mean, like we said earlier, you know, there's going to be games where, uh, you know, you're missing starters for, for whatever reason. And, you know, it, it's not really the case with us anymore that when that person misses time, that they're guaranteed their spot's going to be there when they get back, because we got other guys that are, you know, just as talented and, and that are grinding just as hard, you know, to make it happen. So, um, you know, but I think that kind of, uh, we were actually talking about it this week, you know, that, that 10th man mentality of, you know, really, really pushing the players in front of you, um, you know, really helps the team overall, I think. Absolutely. And we've, we've talked about this previously. Uh, I think we talked about it a wee bit last week. We touched on just how much more competitive AAA in particular is um, with the with the dawning of the single A division. Uh, last year we saw a piece of it um, with the Development League, but now we're seeing a proper single A division in the Baseball Scotland National League. Um, the top talent in the country is playing at AAA. Um, so, like you say, if you are in the, if you're a AAA player and you miss a few weeks, um, there could well be someone who's made the step up, uh, or who's been on the bench who might then perform in your position. And then, like you say, you might not necessarily be guaranteed a shot. How do you 
in a hypothetical scenario, how do you envision yourself approaching those conversations? Because obviously there will be some, like you've mentioned, there are varying different degrees of experience uh, in Scottish baseball. You might have a, an American guy who's played uh, the game for 20 years or so, going back to his childhood, who might quite rightly uh, kind of assume that he is more or less guaranteed a lot of playing time because of his experience and ability. There might be someone who's only got maybe a year or two experience who then fills in for that person when he or she is out, does really well. You know, that that experienced player comes back thinking, right, I've got my spot back, I'll be starting. And then you turn around and say to them, here's the lineup, you're not in it, you're going to start on the bench. How do you envision uh, approaching that and attacking those scenarios? Well, that's the thing, man, is, 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 is like, and we were pretty, pretty open with people about that from the beginning, even even when we first started in 2019, you know, like, like, like we didn't start this, this, this team, you know, to have people to go out for beers with, you know, I mean, like we, we have an objective and we're going to do everything that we can to get that objective. You know, uh, that being said, like, like everybody has kind of embraced that. I think, you know, just, just the, everybody knows the score, you know what I mean? Uh, as, as far as, uh, you know, like who's going to get up there and that, and I'll say that that definitely extends to, you know, uh, expats or maybe people with a little bit more experience from the game. Um, you know, just because of your experience level, if somebody else has, has the hot hand and is looking like our best chance to get the win for that day, then that's who's going up there, you know? Um, and I think, I think when you start worrying about feelings, you know, and, and, you know, this is the, I sound a lot like a manager now. Uh, when you start worrying about players' feelings, uh, <laughs> you start worrying about uh, things that don't necessarily translate to a game. Now, that being said, you know, you want to reward those players that are really, you know, coming to training and and, and grinding, you know, as, as far as giving them their shot when you can give it to them, you know. Um, and I think that that's why it's important that that when they get that shot, that they make something of it, you know what I mean? And so that's the, it is a tricky thing, you know, because you, you want everybody to play. You want everybody to have the best possible time that they can have, um, you know? And so I think, I think the key to that is being able to find the intrinsic reward in knowing that, you know, that your teammate who's out there who may be playing your position, you know, like, I'm a first baseman. We got like nine first basemen on our team now. Um, it's, it's like, you know, but like knowing that, that what you do in training and the fact that you're right there on their heels is pushing them to do the best that they can, that in a way, you know, sort of vicariously, you know, you're the lifeblood of that as well, you know? And I think once people realize that and they really take an investment in that, uh, pushing it forward, um, then, and that's where you find the joy in the game is, is, is that you realize is that it is a, a team sport more than just the nine who were standing on the field at the time. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I think teams that, that rely on just nine people are, are going to fall short in the end, you know, because it, 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 it's the people that you don't see. It's the people that are, that are backing up and, and, and making sure that they're putting in the work. You know, that's who, that's who makes a championship team. That's an excellent point. Um, and uh, with that in mind, then you guys uh, at the Breakers in Tayport, you have uh, your your single A team will have your first game of the season this coming week. Um, do you approach both divisions 
in a kind of holistic way or um, is there a is there a different process that you um, anticipate your single A coaching? Uh, do you think that you're going to be really doing things in the single A games? Well, the single A, it has kind of it 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 is a little bit different animal because you can, uh, you know, play some people around. Certainly, it's a place for those people that I was mentioned earlier, uh, you know, to really show us maybe a little bit, even you know, without having to wait for someone to miss time, you know. Uh, you know, if, if, if somebody comes out of the gate in a single A game looking really, really strong, you know, then we're really going to have to start making some some hard decisions. Like, hey, man, you know, this kid was smoking it up last week, and you know, maybe we ought to give him a run up in the big game. You know, and um, but by the same token, you know, we've got, uh, for example, like we've got a couple of players that, that just came up from our youth program. You know, young guys that are coming in, they don't have a lot of experience at all, and you know, it's it it's still. It's still the area as far as Scottish baseball is concerned to get those guys the game time and, you know, uh, and to build on that experience. So, yes, you're still trying to work as many people into the game as you can, but it is of a more competitive nature this year, I feel. And, and you know, I mean, we haven't even played a single play game yet. Um, but, you know, I feel like the lengthening of those games and with the new structure of, of, the, of the single A format, um, I think that it has stepped up a notch in, in terms of, of its, of its competitiveness. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's a good bridge between, you know, kind of last year where we were kind of testing the waters with the single A and, you know, uh, still, st still wanting it to be a learning opportunity, but also, you know, wanting it to have that competitive element and, and, and prepare guys for, uh, the kind of competition that they're going to see when they do finally get up to the, to, to the AAA. It's a proven ground, basically, isn't it? The single A uh, division is a proven ground. You, um, if you if you want to play in single A and just have a kind of relaxed experience at baseball, then certainly you you, you have you, you have the right and the opportunity to do that. Um, but for players who want to learn to play the game from scratch, who want to improve, get better, and then potentially play in AAA games. Um, and everything that comes with playing in AAA games, potentially playing in UK tournaments and what have you. Um, so it is a bit of a proven ground in that sense. So that is a really great point. Um, what I want to do next, Jason, is uh, go backwards a wee bit into the off-season. Yeah. First off, uh, just generally, how do you feel that the off-season went? Obviously, we've touched on it a wee bit in terms of the momentum that you guys have managed to keep up and uh, bring into the 2022 season so far. Um, in terms of, like, acquisitions you made quite a few pickups of players who have come from uh, various different places um how do you feel that they fit into the new the new the new lineup and um how how do you feel about having uh, some of these people on board i know that sylvan is one of them yeah we picked up up you know a couple of different people from from around the league that you know uh that we were you know certainly excited to see come in with us um, and, you know, some of these things, you know, we've been kind of talking about last year, you know, Tom Knox, another guy that, that joined us and you know, he actually trained with us a little bit last year leading into the season, but then, you know, ultimately decided that he needed to go back with, with, with Edinburgh, which I can, you know, respect that. Uh, and then, you know, but, but then this year, you know, it, it's all about just kind of being open and honest, you know, with, with one team and then, you know, uh, about your needs and, and, and what decisions that you might make going forward. I mean, I've, I've certainly had that, that situation 
in American football and other things, you know, when I, I played for Dundee for a while here and then ended up going and playing for, uh, for Glasgow when I moved over there, you know, and it, and it just, it's, it gets to a point where, you know, there are other factors involved other than, you know, where you have played previously, you know, um, and that being said, you know, that, that brings new challenges as well, you know, because you've got guys that have been working and training up for a, a specific position. And then, you know, automatically that, that question is going to be, well, you know, where do I fit in now? Is this guy going to be better than me? And that kind of goes back into what we were talking about earlier. You know, it's yeah. like, I mean, you got, you got a couple options there, you know, you, you can either just let them have it. Right. And you can say, okay, you know, maybe there's something else that I'd be better at, or, you know, you can kick it into gear, you know, and, 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 and work with that person, learn from that person. If you think that they're better than you, um, and, you know, eventually, you know, make your own uh, play for that spot, you know. Um, so I think I think probably the biggest challenge, you know, we didn't know too early that we were going to have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you, you know, at, at least from, from, a, from a 2021 award standpoint, uh, you know, three of the top first basemen in the league. Uh, you know, so the question is, you know, now you got these guys, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, David, who did a bit of pitching for us last year before moving over to first base, has got a lot of talent and other places in the infield as well. Played a little third base for us last Sunday, you know, like, um, you know, at the end of last season, we were thinking, you know, Hey, you know, he's going to be our, our starting first baseman, you know, but then we picked up Paul Gardner and we picked up Tom Knox. You know, so it, it, it then becomes, you know, it, it, it's less about who's your best person at that particular position mm. and more about, um, you know, where can other people play around that person? You know, it, 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 it's more about the big picture of first your infield and then your nine as a whole. Um, you know, what does that look like with this person in, in a yeah. certain position versus what it might look like with somebody else in that position? Um, and I think that that has a lot to do with it, you know, especially when you've got guys that when you stack them up side by side, they're all as good as each other, <laughs> you know. Um, so it is it is a hard decision. And, and sometimes it, it literally just has to come down to being like, uh, you know, timeshare situation, if it were, you know, uh, because, again, it's Scottish baseball. You're going to be missing a handful of guys every week. Like last year, I don't think we had one game last year where we had our start nine. And so far this year, we haven't done it either. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, there's always going to be some spot that has to be filled. And, you know, it's like those little puzzles you used to get in school, little plastic ones. You had to move all the pieces around <laughs> the right order. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the way it feels like kind of, kind of trying to, you know, work with the coaches and, and, and set lineups every week. It's like, well, you know, we're missing these pieces. So, you know, how do we want to move people around? Um, so it is, it's, 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 it's almost like starting a brand new season every week. Um, you know, uh, but eventually I think we'll get a better idea of what people's capabilities are, you know, in, in a variety of positions, you know, which, which in my opinion can only make the, the team stronger. So. Yeah. Now, we uh, we discussed the rule changes for 2022 with the president of Baseball Scotland, Paul Convoy, last Tuesday, and he mentioned the removal of the DH spot 
uh, in AAA. Now, yeah. may, bearing in mind the, the the depth that you guys have in a couple of positions, in particular first base, um, and some of the heavy hitters that you guys have there, do you feel that that removal, the removal of that rule, potentially handicaps Tayport more than most? No, because um, no. No, like I said, you're not going to have everybody every time. <laughs> and uh, and also, you know, like like that was really even made a thing because there was such limited time in the single A and we were trying to just give, you know, more opportunities there. And I mean, like you can still make that argument, uh, certainly, you know, that it would still just give people more, you know, more opportunity for game time. <laughs> but I think um, I think the goal for this year was was to put the focus back into the single A, you know, um, in, in, in terms of really making it its own thing um, yeah. and, you know, bumping that up to, you know, the, uh, you know, whatever, you know, the five innings or whatever it is. Um, and, and, you know, making sure that they have that, that a lot of time as, as well as, you know, the rule about the, um, you know, batting around, you know, within the first innings or whatever, you know, so that yeah. it does keep that game flow going. So the guys get get a real sense of, um, you know, what a game is supposed to feel like in terms of changing over innings. You know, you don't end up with one super long inning and then and then that's it. Um, so you know, losing the DH in AAA, I don't, you know, I don't see it as being a problem. Um, you know, there's certainly situations where you could say, oh, you know, I, I wish I could throw in one more batter, you know, but. If you do that and then the guy strikes out, then you're like, oh, we'd have been better off if we didn't. So, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things like like it's 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 good and bad. It's, it's the same reason why it keeps getting argued over in in the major leagues all the time, you know, whether we should have DH or not, uh, you know, because there really is no right answer as to whether you should or shouldn't have one. It's just, you know, you know either you do or you don't. So uh, it doesn't phase us one way or the other. You know, as long as it's the same rules for every team, we'll just we'll go with it. So. I mean, divvying out playing time at AAA level in Scotland almost feels like managing a bullpen in a way, doesn't it? Like uh, you've got maybe one or two people that are really good at a position, so you want to give them as much as as close to equal time as you can, with while also factoring in obviously both their form. Uh, if you have like maybe two two triple A level guys who are at a potential position, and then you've got maybe one or two single A guys or girls that are making a noise in terms of through their performance and potentially knocking at the door, and then like you say, like you, one of them or both might miss a week or two, and then someone steps up, does really well, and then you, it's almost like you're trying to you're trying to manage a separate bullpen almost for your your infield and outfield players uh, this year in triple A makes for a much more strategic uh, game at AAA level from a management standpoint, I can imagine. Yeah. Again, I mean, I mean, it just depends on, on who you've got available that week and who you're facing. I think, you know, um, you know, if, if you feel like you've got, you know, players that, that, that might benefit from having a hitting only uh, position being available. Again, I'll single myself out there. You know, my only chance that actually maybe one day, creeping back into a triple A lineup might have been put out my, my batting. Uh, Cause I'm certainly not going to stand up to any of these guys playing first base. Um, but you know, so I've effectively taken away any possibility of me getting back in the game. Uh, but, but the, uh, you know, which is probably for the best to be honest. Um, uh, you know, I, again, I, I just don't think it, it's that big a deal uh, in terms of being able to, 
uh, you know, say whether it has any significant impact on, on the league. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that it had a particularly large impact on it when we put it in, uh, you know, um, certainly I think that there are enough opportunities out there now between the two divisions, uh, for everybody to, to find their place. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how it plays out throughout the season. It's a really good, great point. Like you, you look at it one way of like, if we take it out, how does this affect the game? But then really great point you make there. Like how did it really affect the game when we put it in? And like you say, like, I can see where you're coming from that it really didn't too much at AAA level. Um, so I think the way that it's been structured from AAA and A and the different rules um, for the different levels is probably the sweet spot for the time being is, is, is until they... Uh, until the committees that, that deal with these decisions are able to even further iron it out, and I think that we're only going to go from strength to strength moving forward. Um, speaking of moving forward, um, let's talk about this coming Sunday. Um, obviously, the Breakers single A team has uh, your first single A league game, and then there's the 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 two and O versus two and O game, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it should be an absolute blast. Uh, I might even. Uh, see if I can get up to Dundee for the weekend um, and potentially try and get along to see that, but we'll see what happens. Um, so 2-0 and o Cannons versus the 2-0 and o Breakers. How are you feeling about that game? You know, one of these teams is going to fall to 2-1, and one, but one will obviously begin the season with a perfect 3-0 start. How are you approaching it? Um, and are you confident that you guys can get the result? Yeah, man. I mean, like, like obviously, I mean, we, we kind of, you know, welcome each week as it comes and, uh, you know, this week is no different. Uh, kind of a lot of things like what we just talked about, you know, you look at who's going to be available, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Roy and I have been, been, been talking back and forth about, uh, you know, uh, any, any potential personnel issues or anything like that, you know, because it is Easter weekend and, you know, everybody's got families and obligations, you know, that, that, you know, that may have an effect on the game one way or the other. Uh, but ultimately, you know, uh, as of right now, as far as I know, it looks like everything's moving forward, and you know we're looking forward to a good competitive baseball game. You know, and and I'll say that you know, I mean, you know, last week against the Devils, you know, I mean, I mean that was a great game. You know, like we had a lot of fun at that game. Um, you know, uh, it, it 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 wasn't a situation. I mean, I mean, like 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 we got up early, you know, but then they came back with some absolute bombs in like the third inning. And we thought, okay, well, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know. But then you kind of held on, and and both sides had some really, you know, kind of kind of tight innings, and and, and it really had kind of the same atmosphere that you know that some of those postseason games did, you know, at, at the end of last year, you know, the ones we were involved in, and the ones we were watching in Edinburgh at the end, um, you know, that it, it 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 really still had that feeling of. Uh, you know, intensity through all seven innings, which I thought was great, and I thought was a lot of fun. And I'm kind of expecting more of the same from the Candidates this week. Um, you know, I, I think we can, uh, you know, really expect to see that that same, uh, you know, level of 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 quality players coming in. I mean, like, you know, uh, of the guys that we know of, and then you know, some guys that maybe I don't, you know, have have never seen before. So. Um, Again, goes back to what we were saying about you know having a little bit longer season this year. You know, you you do approach it a little bit different when you know you're going to be facing a team several times. You know, I mean, obviously you want to come out and you want to win, and you know, and and that's ultimately our goal is, is you know to to make whatever you know changes to the lineup need to be made, and then you know make those adjustments and get a good training in. Uh, weather depending, <laughs> as always, 
Um, and that's what you hope for anyway. Um, <laughs> and then just try to go into it, you know, with, with our, you know, uh, best foot forward and, and see how it comes out, you know, but also, you know, you're, you're kind of your first time that, that you face a team every season, I think is a little bit of a scouting uh, venue for yourself, you know, for later games in the season, you know, so uh, it'll be nice to see them and meet them for the first time this year. Cause you know, a team always looks a little different from year to year. Uh, sometimes a lot different, you know, so um, we are, we are excited and we're optimistic, uh, you know, but we're not taking anything for granted. Either, so. Yeah. Now the galaxy are also two and all they face the devils who are obviously the defending champions have gotten off to a slow start, but they are always capable of beating any team in the league. Um, how much of an eye will you guys have on the galaxy's score? Um, and do you feel that the winner of your game um, will have a, like a how much momentum do you think that that really gives you in this early part of the season in terms of looking forward towards the the title chase to start three and um especially if you're able to beat a team like the Cannons as well. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, like we're going to pay attention to any scores, right? Uh, you know, certainly if if, if there are any that, that are shocking because you know. Uh, kind of echoing like what you guys were saying about the Devils just getting off to a slow start. I'll tell you, man, they're, they're, they're a good ball clean, you know, and, uh, you know, 0-2 or not, you know, somebody's result against them is now going to give us a little bit of information because I can tell you, you know, anybody that, that's going to play them to the line is also a good ball team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but as far as anybody, you know, kind of building up ahead of steam, Early, I, I don't think it really amounts to much just yet. I mean, you know, we're having a blast right now, and and you know, we're going to try and keep that train rolling as long as we can. Uh, you know, with as few stumbles as we can. Uh, you know, but as far as uh, you know, we don't want to put the cart before the horse and and you know start looking too far down the line because uh, then you end up uh, stumbling over your own feet. So uh, we're gonna. Just keep looking at it from a week-to-week perspective, I think. And, and uh, I'd say that's probably what most teams are doing this time of year. Perfect. Now, that's everything from me, Jason. Uh, Jason, there, do you have anything you want to, to ask Jason or add before we allow him to go off? Uh, the before you go, I said, who's the player to watch? Are any new guys there, AAA, single A? I said, there's going to be somebody that the league should be watching out for. Let's see. Player to watch. Uh in the single A, uh, Aberdeen's probably the only one that, that that's that would really be able to say that, that they've seen anything from him because he he played with them a little bit uh, in our in in, in our uh, first first Triple A game. He went over and played on, on the uh, pitching inning for them. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, Captain Pan uh, is going to do a little pitching for us in single A this year. And he is, uh, you know, he's a, he's a young kid with some experience. Came in, him and him and his dad both came in and joined the team, and uh, he struck his dad out twice in in, in the first game. And uh, you know, I, I don't and know. Then had to walk home after the game, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, but it was great because we had. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the few times that you know, like. The first time he did it, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," you know. But then, like, like the second time he did it, it was like both sidelines kind of, kind of erupted and, and uh, you know, everybody was, was, was cheering for captain at that point. So, um, you know, I, I'd say he, that he, that he'd be one to watch uh, as a, as an up and comer uh, for us this year. 
A couple of extra Brussels sprouts in the, the young lad's uh, dinner the following day, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so very much for joining us again tonight, Jason. Uh, all the best for this Sunday. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull some strings and try and get up for that game and see if I can watch that because um, I won't be in action this coming Sunday. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll let you go. Uh, all the best uh, with the single A game as well, um, and we will hopefully uh, get you back on soon. Uh, and I'll hopefully uh, see you very soon in in Tapeport at a game. All right, man. Hopefully, see you this weekend. If not, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for coming on, Jason. No problem, man. So that was Jason West, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, always a pleasure to speak to Jason. Um, the work that he's done and continues to do in Tapeport, Jason, is uh, just. Um, it's amazing the the strides that they've taken in just a couple of short years, and like we've just heard, um, he takes the Triple A side of it very seriously, the Single A side of it quite seriously, and uh, that guy clearly wants to to leave a lasting legacy in baseball in Scotland in the area of Tayport and wants to win championships. I'm gonna wait for him to go Connie Mack style and show up in a suit. Obviously, <laughs> the, the playing career is over. You get you get yeah. time at first base. Is this gonna show up in a suit and uh, bring the clipboard yeah. in and, and do it that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, move on to the preview for this coming week's games and as you can see if you're watching the broadcast live we have a sexy new ticker as well uh, as uh, some cool cool banners um, so uh, that's a nice wee neat addition that we managed to add to the show um, with our new, our new uh, provider uh, this coming weekend, the Knights and the Breakers are the only single-A game, uh, obviously, as we've covered with Jason. It's the first Breaker single-A game. Uh, they're going to be an unknown quantity. Now, the Knights were uh, a really tough team to play against uh, this past Sunday. Uh, Comets dropped a, a close one to them, 7-6. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can build on their first uh, their first win uh, in, in their very first game as a team. Obviously, the Knights are a brand-new team just for single-A out in Edinburgh. Uh, in the AAA division, we've got the 2-0 Cannons at the Breakers. We have the 2-0 Glasgow Galaxy visiting the Diamond Devils in Edinburgh. Is that a game you're going to try and get over to, or are you going to be busy with Easter Sunday and your girls? Easter Sunday, two girls, there's no chance of going down there. <laughs> Unless there's Easter eggs hidden behind second base, I don't think it'll be clean near the field. <laughs> Honey, did you know that uh, Jesus rolled away the rock uh, round the, the field? I'll come, and shoot, come on, I'll show you. It was right on home plate. Um and the other the other game on the three games slate, the Oilers and Comets. Now that's a reverse of the Cannons and Breakers, where the Oilers and Comets Comets both own two. Oilers are on two, we're on two. So one of these teams is going to get off the the zero mark and get that first win on the board for 2022. So that should be a really interesting ball game as well. Um, yeah, so some, some great games to come up, and uh, that's pretty much it for the show this week. We do, however, have one more thing that we want to touch on. And that's Gabe Rinconis. Gabriel Rinconis, the ex-Canon, uh, was named the Conference USA Hitter of the Week this past week. Um, now, you are quite aware, Gabe, you knew him as a child, I believe, uh, back in the day. <laughs> He played the Cannons when he was 10. We kind of put him in right field with his dad. So it was, his dad had left, he was in right. And he, he, he came down to a few trainings, played some games for us there, and it was a good time. So we, we've known Gabriel for it. He's no longer little Gabriel. He's now yeah. big Gabriel. <laughs> and obviously he was drafted by the Padres last year in the 19th yeah. round. Um, so uh, all chords I hear he's he's jumped up to about a third round pick this year. So you know, congratulations. You know, uh, Florida uh, Athletic got a good one. 
And, uh, you know, fingers crossed, Gabriel, that he keeps doing well. That's a pretty impressive thing to say we know somebody who is doing well in Division One baseball. So um, you know, if I always follow him on the socials, give him a, you know, root for him there. He's, you know, he's Venezuelan with Scottish heritage, I guess you could yeah. say. <laughs> uh, and, and grew up here until he went to high school that way. So, you know, we're, we're rooting for Gabriel to do well. And, uh, it, you know, it's impressive that, you know, anyone I've known has been named player of the week anywhere. So, yeah. Now, I'd, one thing I did want to com- uh, comment on and touch on. Now, you mentioned he was drafted last year, was it 19th round by the Padres. Now, you've said that he's projected uh, to go third round roughly now. Um, now, he was already drafted. For people who might not know, I'm assuming that uh, Gabriel got drafted but then opted to go back to college and will then be eligible again for the draft. Am I right in saying that? So what happened is he went to community college. So you're allowed to be drafted after community college there, and Gabriel wanted to go up a level and play at uh, Division One baseball level and test himself there. So that's mm-hmm. a good testing ground. Um, if he steps foot on school campus and attends a class, the Padres lost his draft rights, which obviously he has done. And, uh, <laughs> he's, and, and he should be eligible to the draft this year, and if not next year. Uh, yeah. I have to double-check how it goes. But, yes. But, yeah, as soon as he attends one class – uh, that that makes him no longer eligible to sign there. So that, that if, if you're new to baseball or don't know how the drafting rule works, that's always been a threat from high school players that they're mm-hmm. going to go to the college of their dreams and it gets up to the day before classes and they miraculously sign for millions of dollars and never attend a class. <laughs> stay in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, why stay in school when you can sign for millions and play for your favorite baseball club? That's madness, isn't it? Um, we'll need to touch on how the draft works and in, in more of the ins and outs of that process in a future show, Jason, because that kind of stuff is pretty fascinating. Um, for now, however, let's call it a night. Uh, we'll be back this coming Tuesday uh, with a recap of this coming Sunday's games, and obviously we'll preview the following week. Um, beyond that, there's just the uh, the usual social medias, which you can see on my lovely wee ticker here. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Caps and Pipes on both uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's Paul Caps and by Pipes on Instagram. And uh, obviously, like, follow, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and every YouTube, audio platform there is out there. Yeah. Twitch, there's all kinds of things. Just look, just Google Ball Caps and by Pipes if you're struggling to find us. And of course, anchor.fm. Or subscribe to the podcast and uh, rate it on your uh, podcast platform of choice. And beyond that, there's nothing else to say but good night, Jason. Good night. Everyone have a great Easter, and we'll see you all next week. Bobby Benia.